0: Welcome to Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith, founder and president of the Wealthcare Investment Center. Each week we discuss strategies to help you preserve, protect
1: and enhance your wealth because saving for retirement is just the beginning. We've developed an innovative approach to retirement wealth and tax management, powerful strategies to help you get the most from your nest egg and help you live the retirement you want and deserve. Have a question for the team? Connect with us at wealthcare.com, that's wealth, K-A-R-E.com,
2: or call 888-888-5601,
1: 888-888-5601. Get more retirement starts now.
3: Thank you for joining us for Get More Retirement this Labor Day weekend. Along with Bruce Smith, I'm Cheryl White. Coming up, why the government, your state government, may soon be forcing you to pay for long-term care insurance. Recession lag, what credit card debt has to do with that. And managing your happiness just like you do your portfolio. And in fact, there's a class for that. Hello,
1: Bruce Smith. Hey, good morning. How are you doing?
3: Doing great. Hey, I wanted to ask you about your game-playing history.
1: I don't know if that's fit for public consumption. I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> I know I just left it hanging. No, back in the 80s, Bruce, did you ever play Atari?
1: Oh god, ask my wife. I had the Atari 2600, the 2800, the Atari computer, the 400, the 800, the 1200. Yeah, I had it all.
3: Somehow I knew that. A- and a small is...
1: fortune tied up in games. And yes. the games were expensive, my god. They
3: really were, weren't they? But Atari has recognized how much everybody loves that throwback, that retro feel for Atari. So they have a new game console, and it's compatible with the original cartridges from the
1: 80s. Oh, my God.
3: (laughs) Yeah, seriously, it's $129. It's a little smaller version of the old Atari 2600. It's got the old wood paneling on it. You remember
1: Oh, I, I remember the wood panel, the black console, the, wood, the those cheesy joysticks that broke and you kept buying a new one at Sears every other week, it seemed like.
3: But here's the thing. You know, if you have your old joystick, it'll work on this new one. I think it's kind of cool that they're bringing that back. And now the generations, I mean, we're talking a lot of generations in between, enjoying those old games, playing together. Hey, you know, Bruce, about a decade before Atari hit the scene, that was in the 80s, states across the country started to make auto insurance mandatory. That was in the 1970s. Massachusetts, though, I will say, made it mandatory in 1925. Yep. That's a long time ago. And now, Bruce, many states are looking into making long-term health care insurance mandatory.
1: Yeah, this, this is going to be, this, 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 this will be super efficient and very cost effective because it's the government is providing insurance.
3: Yeah, I I, <laughs> I hear the sarcasm in your voice. So the deal is there are now 19 states thinking about it. One state has already implemented it and you know how they're doing it. If you don't get your own policy, they're going to take it out of your paycheck if you're still working.
1: Another payroll tax. Okay, Exactly. That's
3: yeah. The state of and, Washington, and, 58 cents for every $100 earned.
1: Wow. And if you're listening, ladies and gentlemen, and you're in the wonderful Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, yes, it's on the list. We're looking at it.
3: Oh, boy. So here's the problem I see with it. You tell me if I'm off base, okay? Even with this tax in the state of Washington, the benefits for you, if it's taken out of your check every week or every month, however often you're paid, is $36,500 in lifetime benefits. Okay. Okay. How far would that go?
1: (laughs) About three months in in an interesting home, sure. And that's the crazy part of the whole thing, you know, when you look at it. And you look at the cost factor and you think of how long will this occur? You know, so once again, it's the, you know, everybody pays it. You know, so, I mean, is is this going to be age delineated or are they going to have a 21-year-old? You don't have long-term care insurance, so you're paying 58 cents for every $100 you earn along with somebody who's 60 years old. And then, of course, that's going to scream, wait a second, you know, it won't be there when we get there. And, of course, that sounds like Social Security. We're going to talk about that today on the show. It is a problem. I mean, there's no question. I mean, long-term health care is out of sight. You know, I remember when we first started talking about it, I think it was like $4,000 a month and now you're hard pressed to find under 10,000. Now you might be listening and say, oh, 10,000 a month. He's crazy. The fact is I used to talk about this in the theoretical when long-term care insurance first came out. We talked about it in the theoretical, you know, I have had a long-term care event in my family, my mother-in-law, and it's not what that monthly bill is just for the stay. You know, you've got to add in all the bandages, all the continence issues. If there's that, then you have, of course, they don't go down to the drugstore and buy a pill bottle with 30 days' worth of, of pills. They have saran-wrapped daily rations of the pills, and the cost is ridiculous. So you can easily be, you know, have a nursing home that's that's $7,000 a month and find $3,000 a month in ancillary cost. It's a big issue, and when you start adding that up over your lifetime, today it's pretty much at least one and two. So if you dip your toe in healthcare today, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care where you're at. We've seen so many of our doctor clients retire in the last two years that have basically said, "I'm fed up with the system. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm done." You know, or the mandatory electronic record keeping for independent physicians. All of these things. You know, we, we've heard them. You know, we, we've met with them on their finances, but we've heard all the stories, and it's it's just not a great place to be. Well, as the great uh, providers are retiring. You've got to fill those spots. You know, hospitals are challenged to find healthcare people to work in the hospitals. You've got, you know, nurses have taken on now to become traveling nurses and, and increase their income and see the world. You know, so there's just a lot of changes in healthcare that's driving the cost up of trying to provide that care in an efficient manner. So when you look at all of this, it's something that you, you've got to have that serious conversation, and you've got to say, you know, where will we get the money? you know, for the health care? And what will the quality of that health care be?
3: Here's something that Washington state did that many of the states that are considering this tax are not putting in their legislation. And that is they gave their residents a grace period. They said, "Okay, we're going to do this as of July 1st, 2023. So you have until then to get a policy.
1: Right. It looks good on the surface. It's like, okay, if you're willing to take on that responsibility yourself, we're willing to, you know, forego this tax. But you know, what is the policy that you end up with, whether it be provided by the state or provided by an independent carrier that you're paying for? We had a situation with a, a wonderful client who had sufficient assets. I mean, they could, they could actually pay for their care if they needed mm-hmm. to, but they bought literally, I'm going to say the Mercedes-Benz level of a policy that was available with a very well-known insurer. And, you know, we do their annual reviews with them and, and said, hey, you know, here's, it's a good plan. It's with a good company. Everything's great. And lo and behold, the, the gentleman and family had a brain issue, they did some surgery and they sent him home, and find out that you know he had had this policy for so long. But the policy was very specific in that you must be in a home for it to pay. And he's like, "I'm not going in a home. I don't want to go in a home. I want to be here at home." And any care providers coming in and taking care, but that policy, he paid significant money for him and his wife for years, and didn't receive one penny of benefit. So you know, there's just so many levels to this. You know, it's basically where are you getting the coverage from? Is it state provided or personal choice? What is the cost? But knowing what that benefit is. And if you have a policy, whether you got it two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, you really need to have that looked at and understand, you know, what are the benefits? What does it do and what doesn't it do? You know, what does it do with regard to home health care? What does it do with regard to if you need to have a ramp built, for example, to access your home, because you want to stay in your home. Mm-hmm. What if a family member wants to take care of you? Is, is there a, a ways for that? And what are the hoops you have to jump through in order to receive the actual benefits? And what we find is that, you know, in most cases, that, you know, the cost chest becomes prohibitive. These policies go, you know, so you do take it upon yourself, and so they go up in cost, I'll go up in cost, go up in cost, where it becomes prohibitive, and you say, look, I'm, it does it make sense to pay on this anymore. And that's one thing we've done with a lot of our clients is we've earmarked assets and said, okay, let's let's carve off this portion as a subsidy, if you will, to help with long-term care. And if you need the benefit, and we want to find a liberal one that's available to train family members for care or build that ramp or whatever it is. But what if you don't need it? You know, that's everybody's big concern with long-term care is I pay for the insurance. I have the insurance. I have the coverage. But then I die never needing it. I never never had a reason to make a claim. And they say, well, that money's down the tubes. So there's a lot of new hybrid programs out there that allow you to carve off a portion of your wealth and say, okay, if I never need long-term care, I want this money to go to my heirs, and I want it to go to them tax-free. So we want that benefit. But if I need it, I can access that. And a lot of times it's a leveraged amount. So maybe they carve off $100,000 of their wealth and park it to the side and say, it's the last money I'll ever spend in retirement. But if I need it, I have $250,000 worth of of long-term care benefits. So The benefit is there if you need it during your lifetime, to help offset the cost of long-term care. But if you don't need it, there's still wealth that passes on to your heirs, so that money does not evaporate in the form of ongoing premiums. So there's an option for the personal. We don't work for a company. We basically farm that out. We basically put it out for bids, if you will, to find competitive programs for everybody's individual exact situation. If the state's providing it, you're going to probably find that it's a very low value, as we saw here in the case of Washington, $36,000, which isn't going to go far. And then, you know, to qualify for those benefits, you know, what? you have to do and what mm-hmm. environment do you have to be in. So, you want to know that how again, like everything we talk about, you know, and get more retirement is how do you get the most bang for the buck for every dollar you have that's available to you? You want to use every opportunity to maximize that value in the area of long-term care, it's not an area that you can ignore, quite frankly, anymore. I mean, it used to be it was one in five would have a long-term care event, and we saw that number tick up, tick up, tick up to one in two, you know, so it's something that's very important to say, you know, let's talk, have that discussion, not ignore it, and then say, you know, what's the best way to to make that feasible and if you have your own plan, again, most cases you're going to have where the state says, look, you know, we're not going to hit, the, hit you with this tax. So important.
3: It is important. And then there's the question of what happens if I move out of a state and I've been paying that tax?
1: <laughs> well, you're just full of good ones today, yeah. aren't you, Cheryl? Well, Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've moved a few times. Yeah. I mean, well, it's like working in another state, you know, and okay, well, who do I pay income tax to? Well, I end up paying sometimes to two states, you know, so here's the case, oh, I'm sorry, you moved out of our state and you're no longer eligible or more likely what I could foresee is if you were in a care facility in Washington and you and you paid this tax in Washington, you worked in Washington, but you moved to Florida. You know, well, I'm sorry, out of state, we only pay $10,000. I mm-hmm. could see that.
3: Mm-hmm. So much to talk about, think about. If you would like to continue this conversation about long-term care options, I would reach out to Bruce and his team at Wealthcare. If you've saved at least $500,000 or more toward your retirement, you can call Wealthcare right now. Uh, Bruce is offering a complimentary wealth checkup. You can call anytime, but I would say this is the best time right now. Get it on the calendar. 888-888-5601. 888-5601. Eight 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 five is so much more on the way as Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith continues.
2: What do you do when you get a health diagnosis that doesn't look so good? Most likely, you'll get a second opinion. Shouldn't you treat your wealth the same way? Your financial health has probably declined to the point that you should get an updated diagnosis for your investment portfolio. At the Wealth Care Investment Center, a second opinion with one of our elite wealth specialists will include exploring a variety of higher level planning and management strategies for your wealth. Our proven strategies could help you protect and grow your wealth in these volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a consistent plan for income. We look at all possible opportunities to improve your financial health. So take a deep breath, give us a call, and let us give you a second opinion to help you manage your wealth just like you manage your health. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the Wealth Care Team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888 888- 888-5601. You can also visit us online at WealthCare.com. That's
3: WealthCare.com. we oh, this is get more retirement with Bruce Smith. Bruce in this segment, we're talking about planning for and living your retirement. And on the surface, the planning part may seem simple enough. Save as much as you can and then when you retire, you pay yourself from what you've saved. Now, Bruce, in reality, we know retirement planning is so much more layered than that. And from your book, I know that you want us to understand the value of tax efficiency. Can
1: can you define that term for us? Well, it's really about tax management. And think of it this way. Everybody told you pay taxes later. And in doing that with your retirement, what happens is you've taken on a partner, which is Uncle Sam. And everything that happens from the day you put that dollar into that account, that partner is going to share in those profits, meaning you're going to pay taxes, not only on what you put in, but in all the growth of that money. So the longer it's growing, the more money Uncle Sam gets. So it, when you retire, you say, okay, you know, I'd like to be in a low tax bracket. And you find yourself now at the point you know, you want to minimize expenses, one of your biggest expenses is going to be paying that partner off paying Uncle Sam, you'll pay him the rest of your life, your surviving spouse will pay the rest of their life, and your kids will pay until every dollar is paid on all those retirement nest egg dollars you've accumulated. So, you know, it's understanding not just the cost of the taxes, but the loss of, of a portion of the growth of that money that, that should be yours. And you're sharing it with a business partner that uh, is quite frankly, taking a lot and doing not doing a whole lot for your business, but taking a lot in the form of Uncle Sam.
3: Well, in your- book, Create Wealth, Retain Wealth, you have a list of problems that some retirees may face. I love this because the last one is printed in bold in bright yellow and red and it says everyone has a tax problem.
1: That's exactly correct. Everybody has an opportunity to fix that problem. Everybody has an opportunity to reduce their lifetime income taxes. Yet the financial industry's answer is we do not provide tax advice. But then they warn us and say, you know, but seek professional guidance before making any transactions because they're illuminating the fact that you have an opportunity to reduce those taxes or minimize those taxes with the right management, with the right planning. But in many cases, we're deferring to our financial person who says we don't do that. Mm -hmm. And so people unnecessarily overpay tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and even in some cases, millions of dollars during their retirement years, they don't have to.
3: Now you say... Are taxes really the largest expense for retirees? Yes. So, would you mind going over some of the taxes that we might be overpaying? I guess is the question.
1: You know, well, you think, okay, it's my income tax. Well, hold on a second. You have RMDs, required distributions, which means you lose control of your income stream and not knowing how much you're going to have. Uncle Sam's going to force you to take money you may not, may not, or don't need. So, you're going to have the taxes on the money you withdraw. Plus, you may find yourself being pushed into a higher tax bracket, meaning you're paying more tax per dollar. And then you find yourself maybe pushed into a higher Medicare bracket where you're paying more for your Medicare benefits because of income that you may be taking or being forced to take by Uncle Sam that you don't need. And then there's additional, you have your, your estate. If your kids are paying the income taxes, you know, typically they're earning more than what the retiree is. So that share, a larger share of the residue of your retirement account goes to Uncle Sam. So it's, it's not really understanding and in putting into, into numerical numbers, almost like if you're going to buy a new car. What's it costing me? What's the sticker price on this thing? And what am I really paying for it? You know, is understanding a forward-looking approach of saying, what is the total that's going to impact me? What's my cost going to be of all these things, all these layered taxes and, and issues for my lifetime? And what will the residue be to my kids? And once you know what that number is by not doing planning, which is what most people do, which is not do tax, forward-looking tax management, is now, what if we manage those taxes? What's the savings? You know, if somebody has about a million dollars at 65, by the time they're 90, typically... We see it's a lifetime tax cost of maybe a million dollars. Now, that's over a period of years, maybe mm-hmm. 30 years, 25 years. But the fact is that, you know, with smart tax planning, you can reduce that typically by 30 or 40 percent. That's three or four hundred thousand dollars that you cannot pay Uncle Sam, keep in your account, keep it growing, keep it benefiting you, your family, your spouse. That's the name of the game.
3: Bruce, I think this is or sounding to me like a two prong approach. So you save on taxes, but the money that you save allows you to grow income in, in retirement, to allow your money to grow.
1: If you're growing your money, it's determining whether you grow your money and share a portion of that growth with Uncle Sam or you divorce that business partner or buy out that business partner, which is ah. Uncle Sam, and keep 100% of that, that gain. It's your money. It grew. You saved. You worked hard. You contributed. You have that money, you want it to work as hard as possible. And the best way for money to work as hard as possible is if it's working and making gains, I would like to have those for me and my family. I don't wanna share them with Uncle Sam, who's not a member of my family. So, and that's basically what you're doing is strategic tax planning is you're gonna pay the taxes. You said you'd pay taxes later and you still will pay the taxes. But you're, you know, how much do I have to pay? Every time I make that tax payment or I'm paying taxes, I want to pull that money away from Uncle Sam and put it back in my control. And I want to have it as my money available to me. I want it to be tax-free growth. I want a tax-free transfer to my kids and tax-free growth for them. And if I want to access the money, I don't want to have to send a chunk to Uncle Sam. That's the advantage of advanced tax management and tax planning going forward.
3: I love the sound of that. But how can we, Bruce, create a tax plan when we have no idea what taxation is going to look like in the years and decades ahead?
1: Well, there's the trick. You know, if you have significant wealth, then, you know, Wall Street will in fact call a tax professional in and say, hey, you know, let's work up a tax strategy. I've worked with wealthy people through a lot of my career and you can't present a plan to them without a tax management strategy. And I asked the dumb question, why doesn't everybody do this? You know, the fact is the financial industry can't provide it. Advisors cannot provide it because it requires a special set of tools. It requires obviously experience. It requires a special skill set and it has to be done on a custom fit basis, on a case by case basis. So the financial industry is built on products that are one size fits all where they can market it to 10,000 or a hundred thousand or a million different prospective customers. But this tax planning is, is absolutely custom fit per case. So knowing what your situation is and two people, as we've said many times on the show, you can have the same amount of wealth as a coworker or a family member or whatever, you can have it invested in exactly the same things. But you know, based on your lifestyle, your spending all these things, you can have two totally different tax structures. So that's the key to this. Is that, you know, finding that level of firm? Most people who do this level of planning are reserving it for people who have $2 million, $4 million, $5 million, $10 million. You know, what we've done over the years is, is we're very efficient. We're using technology. You know, we've built a tax algorithm to do this. And we're one of the top firms that really in the country that do this. It's a unique skill set, but it's something that is available to everybody. And that's why when you're here on the show, you know, we say, you know, if you saved $500,000 or more for your retirement, we're not trying to pick on people or say, hey, you don't have enough money. But that $500,000 is kind of the tipping point where the tax management really starts bringing home the bacon, really starts... Creating significant value long-term for you, a surviving spouse, and your family, and everything above that. If you're at a million or two million, you've worked hard and contributed to 401s, what have you. It's not even a maybe. It's incredible the savings that you can that can occur, and the money it changes your wealth structure throughout retirement in an amazing way. And, and you know, when people see that, they say, you know, Bruce, you're the only guy I've ever talked to about this. And you know, not having that, it, it's looking at future high tax rates, sunsetting of the Trump tax cuts, things that are coming down the pipe. You know, realistically, it's not even an option anymore. You need to have that tax management to get every single dollar out of your nest egg that you can because we may see reduced social security or, or changes in social security. You may see volatile markets. We may see, you know, lower returns. So where do you look to find more money? You don't want to go back to work. You don't want to be a Walmart greeter. Let's, let's look at that nest egg and say, how do we squeeze the most juice out of the orange?
3: Bruce, you talked about the fact that these services, this type of, of tax planning was available only to the very wealthy, but you've, oh, t- but you've changed typically. that. Typically, yes. What led you down this
1: path? You know, really, it was kind of a moral conundrum, because when I started working with wealthy people, it was business as usual. and Basically, this is how we deal with wealthy people, and these are all the planning points that we will hit, all the opportunities we'll take advantage of. And as I saw that, you know, I found that, number one, that it was a much higher level of planning, but I think it was more simplistic and more direct type of planning. But Then I looked back at all the consumers that I had served for my first 11 years when I was a broker, when I sold products to people. And I went, you know, the level of planning I provided them would be deemed as unacceptable to these wealthy people. But what if we flipped that and said, okay, so what about the planning for the wealthy people? Would it benefit the people who don't have that level of wealth? And the answer is yes. And why don't they provide it again? Because you don't have the ability to have the experience, the tools, the training, all these things that are necessary to do that. You know, for us at Wealthcare, it it wasn't our plan to become really tax management professionals, you know, for retirement. That was never the design of Wealthcare. But it was basically, how do we offer this to people? And technology has evolved that lets us do that. But it was basically, it's good enough for the wealthy. What most people have in their planning would be deemed as not good enough for the wealthy. And I think most people realize, you know, if if you had, you know, two, three, four, five million dollars, you know, your financial company you work with would treat you differently or provide additional benefits. And we've seen that on the Internet, on TV, what have you. You know, so the fact is, don't you deserve the very best? Don't you want to take advantage of the maximum opportunities? And that's the key, is adding that to your retirement checklist and getting a plan that is truly comprehensive and has all of those elements, especially the tax management, which in many cases can actually be more valuable, more beneficial long-term than even the return on the investments.
3: Thanks, Bruce. Boy, there's much more ahead. During the break, why not call and schedule your complimentary wealth checkup with Bruce and the team at Wealthcare. If you've saved $500,000 or more toward your retirement, call now 888-888-5601. Get more retirement with Bruce Smith continues. You've been planning for your retirement for
2: some time, but now you are watching the economy and financial markets destroy your plan. If your path to retirement or through retirement is in question, it's time for a second opinion. At the Wealthcare Investment Center, we can help you elevate your planning to weather financial storms today and into the future. We know you don't want to postpone retirement or run out of money during retirement. So now is the best time to talk with an elite wealth strategist. Let us show you how our higher level of planning and management could help you protect and grow your wealth during volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a more durable plan for a sustainable retirement income. Let us help you get your planning back on track and moving in the right direction. Now is the right time to upgrade your plan. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the Wealth Care team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealth,
3: dot com. More retirement with Wealthcare's Bruce Smith continues now with Space News. Bruce, scientists are pretty excited that what they've seen in a photograph taken from the Webb Space Telescope, what it is, remains a question mark. Literally. (laughs) Because there's a question mark in space. The European Space Agency was the first to see it. So what could that be? It really looks like a big question mark.
1: I'm still hearing Madonna.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, lucky star. Yeah. yeah
1: that, oh, God. Do okay.
3: you not get the connection? I,
1: boy, a, Bruce. I missed that one. Yeah,
3: I missed that one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of, uh, it's wow. early. It's okay. It's very interesting, the shapes that form are what we as humans see in the stars. You know, we always have with constellations and things, but this really does look like a question mark. But they're saying maybe two or more galaxies are merging and kind of forming this swirling
1: question mark. So we've been near each other for four million years. Let's let's get together. I saw pictures of it. I mean, it, it, it almost seemed like a bad scene from Batman, you know, it's like like yes. the Riddler, you know?
3: <laughs> Swirling, yes, exactly right.
1: Yeah. The Riddler. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> the, the, the Riddler, yeah.
3: Okay, was that Frank Gorshin?
1: Frank? Oh, boy, ding, ding, ding. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank we have a winner. You. Cheryl is on her game Ooh-hoo. today.
3: Bonus points. Absolutely, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bruce, we're going to go from outer space shrinking down into the head of Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell. So what is Jerome Powell thinking? Well, here's what he had to say. It's
1: a big question, Mark.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Here's what he said at Jackson Hole.
1: We have tightened policy significantly over the past year. Although inflation has moved down from its peak, a welcome development, it remains too high. We are prepared to raise rates further, if appropriate, and intend to hold policy at a restrictive level until we are confident that inflation is moving sustainably down toward our objective. Okay. Would you like to translate? That sounds like mission control. We don't know what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a lot of speak there. As we've said from the very beginning of of Fed policy on this is, first of all, you know, we are seeing the numbers, you know, recede a little bit in the area of inflation. Okay. But, you know, is it due to Fed policy or what exactly is causing it? That's the big challenge, you know, is that we have historical economic data and we have current economic data and, you know, we've been saying on the, on the show now for the last several years that if you're trying to apply any previous historical metric to the markets, to the economy, to inflation, to any of these things, you know, we are so far off of any historical norms that you can't. Basically, he didn't really tell us a whole lot of anything. He basically said, you know, we reserve the right to do this if we need to until we get to a level that we feel is adequate. But there's a lot of other other factors that can occur out there. Well, as a matter
3: of fact, economist David Rosenberg, I read this in Business Insider, says that he still sees a recession ahead because, in his mind, it goes back to Americans continuing to spend, even though the interest rate hikes ratchet up that interest rate. But will we reach a tip point is the question, when people stop spending because of the credit card rates or the fact that they're overextended or whatever it might be, and will that throw us into a recession?
1: Well, and you're seeing those indicators ticking up. You know, you're seeing the credit card debt is rising. You're seeing uh, delinquent credit card debt rising you're seeing home foreclosures rising remember there was a period of time when you could be in a home foreclosure situation but the government has said you cannot foreclose on them you know mm-hmm. so so we've gone past that period so all of these things there there was there was kind of a buy there in there for quite a long time that was saying you know things that would happen economically cannot happen and you know we're going to prevent that from happening by making a law saying right now you can't do that you can't you know foreclose you can't evict people you can't do all of these things which were due to economic issues of not being able to pay for things you know so we've raised interest rates there's i know there's a lot of discussion in the in the auto industry is how high is too high you know basically remember they were selling cars for 10 and 20 percent over msrp you know right and, and they threw in our face well that's the suggested retail price well you know <laughs> and now we find you know car lots are filling up The united auto workers have voted i think it's a 97 percentile approval that they're going they're planning on striking in, in the middle of september and that's on the big three you know for gm and chrysler mm-hmm. and board so there's a lot of things on the horizon economically that are coming to bear that had been delayed for quite a long time we had that attitude of and and i have to admit when i first saw this i had to ask my daughter-in-law what what it was because i I figured she would know and i saw that yolo you know what is yolo you know i'm hearing in my head i'm I'm seeing, you know yo-yo you know Uh (laughs) what's yolo you know she says oh you know do what you got to do today because you only live once you know you only live once you know i'm always reminded of the guy and this has been probably 20 years ago But there was a gentleman who uh, was suing his medical practitioners because he was diagnosed with a form of terminal cancer. And they told him that, you know, you have six months to live. So what did he do? He sold his house. He took the money from that, took his 401k, and took a wild, exotic, crazy trip around the world. And six months later, he was still here. And found out that they had misdiagnosed him. And in Uh fact, he did not have the terminal version. He had something else. And he was probably going to live a a long and fruitful life. So he was suing them to get back all the money he spent on his worldwide trip that he thought he was going to be gone in six months. So, you know, again, what is that long-term future diagnosis? We've seen a delay in what's going to occur, obviously, with, you know, increased foreclosures, You know, are you seeing, you know, the housing market is making some shifts now because of rising interest rates. There's still some of the come on car loans at 0.9%, things like that. But the average person, you know, going out to buy a new car or, or God forbid, a used car, because you don't want to pay these stupid new car prices, you're going to pay a premium interest rate. Uh, if you look at a mortgage calculation, what a 2% mortgage looks like versus a 7% mortgage, you know, I mean, I think on a $400,000 house, it's a, about a, a half a million dollar difference in the payback. Whew. So there's a lot of things that have changed. I mean, I can tell you right now, I know for a fact there are people who are looking at houses or looking to make, make changes in, in their, their housing you know, during the crisis or after the COVID crisis, and and now they're, they're, they were still thinking and they go in to get the final numbers and go, whoa, time out. Actually, mm-hmm. I actually have a good friend of mine who was selling his primary house and had moved into a smaller house. And he actually turned around and sold the smaller house, moving back into his house. He said, I have a 2% mortgage. Why would I get rid of that? If we go buy a different house somewhere, it's going to cost me 8%, you know? So David Rosenberg is saying, look, you know, I think there's a recession coming I think it's going to be delayed because of this free money that was out there for so long till the low interest rate effect is gone and people are more in real time realizing what the current rates are. So all of these things will come to bear. How will they impact them in long term? You know, I don't see the Fed dropping rates anytime soon. I think she's right. Now, to what degree that recession will be, don't know. But, you know, it's always about supply and demand. And when we talk about, you know, what's going on in the world economy, you know, and I always, I always look at these container ships, you know, I mean, it amazes me how much stuff we bring into this country that was made with low cost labor. I'm not saying it's necessarily an inferior product per se, but, you know, it just to compete and build that on our shores is very, very hard to do. And well, we still have the money to just keep buying these things. And that's another reason I think these lower cost alternatives. I just saw there's a company, I think it's called Vivo or Vivro or something. And their slogan is still great tools, half the price, Uh you know, so they, they direct market on Facebook and other places. And you can buy tools to do a job you want it to do, but it's half the price. It's kind of like a like a harbor freight or whatever, but even less money. But At some point, you've got to say, hey, I don't have any I, I money for food. I need money to pay that higher interest rate. I need money for a car. I don't have the luxury of buying, even though it's a half price tool. And that's going to be a global economic issue.
3: You know, Bruce, we, we do talk about the possibility of recession, because as we've gone through the past few months, we still don't know what the outcome will be. But the question remains, what do we do? to prepare ourselves financially whatever Amen. comes up.
1: Amen. That's exactly it. And we have talked about it many times on the show, you know. I was on submarines in the navy, you know, and when you're on a submarine and you and you learn how to be how to work on everything on that submarine, one day you wake up and you kind of look around and you see 100,000 different ways that, that that something can break in that submarine and nobody comes to the surface. So risk is something I'm a lot more sensitive to probably than most people but I look at something and say, how are the wheels going to come off? What's going to happen that that's not going to be what I want it to be or do what I want it to do. And there's no place greater than that, than your retirement account, your, your pension account. You're, you know, the, you're going to be unemployed for a long period, another whole lifetime, if you will, your working lifetime, you have your unemployed lifetime, which is retirement. And say, where will I get the money? How will I sustain my lifestyle? How will I do the things I want it to do? And it can be a, you know, having a plan you know, most people don't even have a plan, so about forty, only forty percent have a plan of any kind. But just having a plan isn't good enough. It's basically saying, "Here's the amount of dollars I have. How do I get the most bang for the buck out of those dollars?" Because if the wheels come off, am I prepared for a twenty-five percent decrease in the amount of money I have because of the risk I took in the market? It looked great when the market was going up, you know, and and Wall Street, the insurance companies, the banks will always say. Oh, but, but it will always come back. Well, will it come back in the right time frame? Will it come back while you're draining money out in the form of needing income during those retirement years? So, you know, building a plan that is consistent and more durable than most is what will get you through these recessionary times, down market issues, unforeseen health circumstances involving long-term care, premature death of a spouse. It shouldn't just be, look how great this portfolio is and what we think it'll do. I think you've got to look at the other side and say, look, how am I best prepared? You know, we we find ourselves driving cars today that have airbags, that have great braking systems, that have, you know, energy absorbing bumpers. Uh, We have crumple zones. We have all of these things That, you know, if you're driving a 58 Chevy, (laughs) a lot of crashes, you wouldn't survive, that you will survive in today. Well, why is that? Because they have said, how do we make these cars more durable? How do we make them more predictable in a crash situation or in an unforeseen situation that not everybody experiences? But if you experience it, it's the most important thing. I always talk about airbags. I used to actually talk about this in my live seminars. I had an, an airbag that came from a junkyard that had deployed. And I held up the airbag and said, well, this airbag costs the manufacturer somewhere around 450 to $500 to put in your vehicle. And most of you will never see one of these in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. But if you ever need it, it was the most important $500 you ever spent in your lifetime. That's exactly the case, you know, is being prudent, you know, having a, a durable portfolio, of getting the most out of your retirement is something that will benefit you and your family and your lifestyle greatly If you never see a recession, if you never see a downturn in the market, if you never see these other unforeseen circumstances or limited circumstances, but if, in fact, you do experience them in your family, it's the most important planning you've ever done.
3: Indeed. To reach out to Bruce and his team at Wealthcare, you can call right now, 888-888-5601. Now, if you've saved $500,000 or more toward your retirement Bruce is offering a complimentary wealth checkup, and that's something you'll want to get. There's no obligation for that. Here's the number again. It's 888-888-5601. We have so much more coming up. On the way, if your children and grandchildren are learning about finances by watching you, is that a good thing? And even Gen Zers are worried about Social Security building a financial future without it. As Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith continues,
0: are you afraid to look at your financial statements? Are you shredding them without opening them? If so, it's time for you to get a second opinion from the Wealthcare Investment Center. At Wealthcare, our portfolios are designed using proven risk-reduction strategies to help protect and preserve your wealth during market downturns while maintaining the opportunity for strong growth when the market turns upward. All of our wealth managers are fiduciaries that will always put your interest above all others. If you need a plan to better manage the ups and downs of the financial market, we are ready to help. Let us help you explore the opportunities available from using a higher level of planning and management for your wealth. Instead of shredding or avoiding your financial statements, let's take a look at them together. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the Wealth Care Team now at 888-888-5601. The number again is 888 888 5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealth, K-A-R-E dot com.
3: Welcome back. This is Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith. I'm Cheryl White. This is always the highlight of my week, Bruce, talking with you. I learn so much every week. I'm serious when I say that. This week, I want to talk about setting a good example. So I think we would all say we want to set a good example for our children and grandchildren. But I'm wondering if we're really doing that financially. What do you think?
1: The first thing I'll start that one off with is one of the smoothest things you can do for your finances, especially in retirement, is have serious conversations with your children about your retirement, about what you can and can't do. We see things all over the board. We see where, you know, in today's world, things get tough financially for our children or even our grandchildren. Even if they don't reach out to us, we wanna do the best for them. So, you know, having a serious conversation, but also, you know, being mindful of your assets and what is possible and what is not. That's one of the most precarious positions I get put in as a financial advisor is somebody says, you know, well, hey, I need thirty five thousand dollars because my son needs that. You know, it's like, okay, but here's how it affects your retirement. Well, but I have to do for them. You know, if if you have conversations, have financial conversations with your kids before you get to that situation, you know, basically it's something you can sit down and address it together as opposed to it being a catastrophic decision. But I think it's important to, you know, realize that these are different times and how you have accumulated wealth in your lifetime may not be the same opportunity that they have. I think you're going to see yields lower. I think you're going to see increased volatility over the next couple of decades. So, I mean, a lot of the the great growth we've seen in America is what has helped people amass decent sized nest eggs. But can your children invest and take that attitude and and quite frankly, use the same channels? I think they can be more efficient. There are some very interesting channels out there for young people to take advantage of. And without question, the, the greatest advice is that you, have a smart tax strategy, not only for your wealth, but to indoctrinate your children and grandchildren into how important it is to do smart tax management going forward to where basically the wealth that they're creating over their lifetime, let's make it for them and not something they end up sharing with Uncle Sam. Let's use the rules to benefit them just as wealthy people as are Jeff Bezos and and Microsoft and and all these people use for themselves because they have great tax advisors Mm -hmm. and teams and armies of tax advisors. You know that is probably the most important valuable asset and we have so many of our clients that as we build our tax management plans looking forward for them they're like you know hey my son is 35 he's an engineer just something you can help him with and and you know and bruce and chris i mean obviously the next generation is already in place at our firm you know they're very good at working with them and saying hey you know here's how we do this and you can do it in your workplace retirement with the new rules that were just enacted under the new Revision to the uh, the Secure Act. Basically, there are new opportunities in that regard that you can really, really start to bring home greater value—not just from investment returns, but smart tax management to grow your wealth to benefit you and your family, as opposed to Uncle Sam. So, there's just so many new great ideas out there. You know, don't do as I do do as I say. I mean, my father said that to me Mm -hmm. so many times and, you know, but I think financially it makes so much sense that, you know, don't just do what, how I grew my wealth. You are yourself. You're in a different situation. Let's find out what's best for you. And there are some great opportunities out there if they take advantage of them. So still continue to be a mentor, continue to be a teacher and share those benefits. The idea of let's find out what best fits you for your situation And get the most bang for the buck.
3: And let's take it down to Gen Z, because it's possible that some of our folks listening have grandchildren that are that age, 18 to 26. And the Gen Zers are pretty pessimistic, Bruce, about Social Security. According to a new survey nationwide did it, 45 percent of Gen Zers say they don't expect to get a single dime out of Social Security.
1: We get that of our own own clients. (laughs) Seriously, we have people that ask us to develop their planning based on zero Social Security. I don't think for our generation that 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 makes sense. Uh, I've said it many times. I think the governmental solution to this is going to be not that you don't get a benefit, but that the eligibility for benefits, the age groups will move up. I think, you know, instead of being uh, early retirement, 62, I think you'll see it bump to 65. Uh, I think 70 will become new, 75. I think you'll see it, you know, basically the, the benefit will be there. Now, for Gen Zers, it could get to where there is no benefit because, in fact, Social Security does run out of money. It is an unfunded liability, which shouldn't be for the government. We're not going to get into that during the show. <laughs> but it's going to be much more challenging, you know, because, again, here's an entire generation that, for the most part, none of them, I mean, I mean, 99% of them will not have any form of pension. So it will be solely their lump sum of money, that that, that cash pile of cash that they uh, build and accumulate during their lifetime and how do they do that most efficiently so i don't disagree with them and remember it is a subsidy it was never designed to be the retirement yet there are millions of americans who live solely on social security my father my mother and father did uh, my mother survived my dad she she's living on social security basically and, and a pension that's like 120 dollars a month seriously mm-hmm. i mean it's crazy so, you know, you take that away, you better get on your planning sooner. You better have a strategy that's not there to better deepen the pockets of Wall Street. You need it to deepen your pockets, you know? So you wanna have the most efficient and again, custom fit approach, not just a thumb rule or a dot .com or an app or something. that just lets you, you know, throw money into an account. It's gotta go much further than that. You've really gotta work out a little bit and, and look at all the opportunities you will have available to you to maximize your wealth because you're not going to have that subsidized wealth from the government. And you know, here's here's a crazy thing about social security. You know, if you if we talk about social security, let's say you have a husband and wife working. And I'm just going to use a loan. Let's say their average uh, monthly benefit is two thousand dollars. That's four thousand dollars a month. That's forty-eight thousand dollars a year. But in ten years, that's four hundred eighty thousand dollars. In twenty years of retirement, that's just shy of a million dollars of income. Mm-hmm. So you never thought about it that way. No, you, I sure Cheryl? didn't. No. Yeah. It's a, so husband and wife, two grand a month. Yeah. Two, that's four thousand. Four thousand times twelve, forty-eight thousand. But in 10 years, it's 480. In uh, 20 years, it's just shy of a million bucks. If you're 30 years in retirement, you're about a million five. So what they're really saying is, I'm going to have to retire and live my 30 years of of unemployment and retirement after my working years. And I will be shy a million five of raw income that I have to make up myself. Hmm. I'll let that sit. So Get More Retirement sure does make a lot more sense. (laughs) It
3: it sure does. Well, let me remind you that if you've saved $500,000 or more toward that retirement goal, you can call Bruce and his team at Wealthcare right now for a complimentary wealth checkup. Just take a look at all the things he was just talking about. See where you are on that list. If you've even checked them off, there's no obligation. 888-888-5601. I'll give you the number again in just a moment moment. So, Bruce, I teased this at the beginning of the show. I want to make sure that we get to it. It sounds like an influencer pitch. I get these on Google all the time. I found the secret to happiness and now I'll never go back. But this is a life hack that has Harvard University Business School behind it. It's a free course called Managing Happiness. And lesson one is treat your happiness like it's an investment portfolio.
1: Oh, I I think that makes all the sense in the world. And first of all, as as we tell people all the time is, you know, we can give you solutions for managing your wealth. But, you know, there's, there's more to retirement than wealth. It's wealth, but the ability to sustain a lifestyle that you want it to be. And I think one of the biggest challenges, and I've said this for years, I think one of the, one of the cornerstones of Alzheimer's is when you lose social interaction, you know, so if you're happy and you know, people, some people spend their whole life looking for happiness, I always say to my dad, all the things I've, I've accomplished in my life, I asked my dad one day, I said, what do you expect from me? And he said, I just wanted you to be happy. Out of a very simple man, you know, basically that was the cornerstone. That was the key. So I think they're spot on here. I think it's important. I think it's a great supplement. I think it runs in parallel with, with portfolio management is, is that life management that goes with it. It's very important.
3: That's right. And the professor covers quite a few items here. And he talks about faith and life philosophy. He says to find your purpose. You know, what, what gets you up in the morning, basically? What, what do you want to do? And he also talks about family, relationships, but more than that, community and friends. And I think for a lot of people, that's what they miss when they go into retirement is that social aspect.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I think a lot of us, you know, we, we know a family member, a grandparent, great grandparent, relative that, you know, between Lazy Boy and reruns of MASH, <laughs> you know, that was their existence. Um, you know, I'm not a smoker and that's not, never been my thing. I mean, and sometimes you, you see some of these people, and they just they just light up cigarette after cigarette after cigarette. They're retired, and it's almost like they're hastening the end, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's easy to get caught up in that. But I see some people that my God, they're just on the go all the time. It's it's I mean, our neighbors, you know, they they're wonderful people, and and you know, we're, oh, they're in Georgia. Oh, they're in, they're in Russia. Oh, they're in South America. They're, it's like, wow, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like no grass goes under their feet. And we have some people who, even though they don't have great wealth, they do great things with their families. There's so much to it, but you have to be very careful on the family front. I mean, I, we talked a little bit during the show, but is that, you know, with regard to family, I mean, you only get one, one set of family in this world, you know, it's, it's very important. But at the same time, never let them take advantage of you. You know, we've seen too many seniors, you know, they've been taken advantage of by family members, you know, unknowingly sometimes, but you know, you've got X amount of resources and they've got to last you an entire lifetime. Mm-hmm. We've seen clients run out of money because they were trying to do nice things for their kids, grandkids, relatives, what have you. And there's gotta be a, there's a limit to it. You've gotta say, sometimes you gotta put your foot down and say no, as you would as being a good parent. I think his professor did a great job is that, you know, faith and life philosophy, and you know, it's basically, what is it you're looking for? Because you've got to come first in this. You've got to find your faith where you need to be. You know, what is my life philosophy? These are the things I want to do. This is the course I choose for myself. Then go to the family issues, then the community and friends. So we say it's easy to rise to the top of an all-volunteer organization. Again, you've got to be careful that these aren't drains on you. You've got to have them in balance together. And then meaningful work basically is that, you know, when you, when you lay your head on the pillow at night, just say you want to be able to say, I had a good day. I had a good day. And that's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the same thing holds true with your finances, you know, is probably the most important call we get all the time is, you know, when the market tanks, you know, people call us and say, so we had like 60% of our assets were in stuff that was either wealth protected or wealth preservation assets. So this is really how my portfolio is done through this debacle that we just went through. And we're like, yeah. And they love that reassurance, but they knew in advance. They had results in advance. They knew what to expect. It wasn't a total unknown. So, I mean, I think this is important, and managing happiness is very much in parallel with how you manage your finances.
3: Thank you, Bruce. And thank you for joining us today for Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith. Remember, you may call us anytime, but there's no better time than right now. 888-888-5601. Bruce, I appreciate your insight. We will talk again next week on Get More Retirement with Bruce Smith.
2: Are you afraid to look at your financial statements? Are you shredding them without opening them? If so, it's time for you to get a second opinion from the Wealthcare Investment Center. At Wealthcare, our portfolios are designed using proven risk reduction strategies to help protect and preserve your wealth during market downturns, while maintaining the opportunity for strong growth when the market turns upward. All of our wealth managers are fiduciaries that will always put your interest above all others. If you need a plan to better manage the ups and downs of the financial markets, we are ready to help. Let us help you explore the opportunities available from using a higher level planning and management for your wealth. Instead of shredding or avoiding your financial statements, let's take a look at them together. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today Call the Wealth Care Team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. Advisory services offer through the Wealthcare Investment Center, a registered investment advisory firm. Insurance products and services offer through American Assets Financial Corp. and RIA Wealth Solutions LNC. The information contained in the material provided is for informational purposes only, and no statement contained here should constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our program content is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. You should seek advice on legal and tax questions from an independent attorney or tax advisor. Our firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This radio program is sponsored by the Wealthcare Investment Center.